<laughs> okay. So you really want to know, huh? Fine. I'm going to start by telling you this. And this is important, so listen up. Your entire life, this one and many others, you've been a god who uses its absolute power to make yourself powerless. Entire cultures, especially this one, have all been afraid of their weaknesses, supposedly. When in reality, they've all been afraid of their power. This goes beyond the matrix of reality. This is something much deeper than that. This is eternal. This is fully realizing your consciousness. This is infinite. This is evolution. This is our divine right. Right. I am really excited. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I have Chance from the Interverse podcast on today. Really, really excited to have a cool conversation. This should be a lot of fun. Chance, thanks so much for uh, hopping on and chatting with me today. Man, I'm stoked, especially after the intro that you just played. I'm like all about that. Hey, let's talk about our power instead of our weakness, because we're actually (laughs) unlimited whenever we tap into the imagination portal. We might not be omniscient, we might not be omnipotent in terms of physical strength, but we are omnificent, which is a word meaning all creative potential. We possess total creative potential, infinite imaginative capacity, and I think that third eye is a portal. You can walk through to be anyone you want to be, at least on a behavioral and energetic level. Maybe I can't physically change my external body hologram to like a a dinosaur man right now yet but who knows it's all in the it's all in the cards just the future dude <laughs> it's i gonna love be it. really weird what way to way to get the show off on the right foot you know that's this is usually the part where i start like you know marketing and talking about sponsors and shit but let's no, market I, let's let's talk about unlimited potential and omnificence i fucking love it that's great omnificence i've never heard that word before i'm super impressed it's one of my favorite words i gotta shout out my friend laurel erica the amazing flow state poet who taught me that word but it's in the dictionary it's there for us waiting part of what's held us back is of course the operating system of language and people look at english and they're like it's all spells it's crafted against our our will and it's holding us back but actually it's just us that's using it in a way that is antithetical to what we mean. We're contradicting ourselves. Contradiction, that word itself means to have opposing language. Yeah. And so our words often do oppose what we really think that we want or feel that we want. But the words that would support what we want are there. And if we really wanted to, we could bust out a neologism or two for added fun, like conspirituality is one of my favorite neologisms lately to capture what people like us are into where we're not trying to just boogeyman freak you out fear porn doom scroll all that but we want to get real about the dark and plant those seeds of light so that we can see how our ascension actually comes from these obstacles not blocked by these obstacles the obstacles are the course one of my favorite catchphrases right now Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, the only way out is in, you know, we can insert a few uh, of these types of ideas. But I, I agree with you, man. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, we have to focus. It, our attention is really, really important. You know, whatever we give our attention to, we're creating. We're actively, you know, really actually creating that. And, uh, you know, when we just go on loop or asleep or unconscious, we're just creating what we're being, you know, uh, su- subjected to, whatever that is. So we're just creating on autopilot. So, you know, to be able to be conscious creators, that's, that's really what it's all about. And I, um, I love the fact that, you know, people like yourself are asking all the real questions and not just shutting out things that are uncomfortable, right? Like when you say something like conspirituality, like there's a whole lot of uncomfortable and confronting uh, shit when you open that treasure chest, you know, and it's not fun to look at. <laughs> but but by being able to do that, I think you're now not limiting your spiritual 
you know, uh, whatever journey, uh, whatever you want to call that. Um, we're actually confronting the things that need to be addressed in order to fix them, heal them, solve them, come up with something better instead of like, I think a lot of people in the new age would just turn their head and pretend like it doesn't exist and engage in some toxic positivity, you know? Toxic positivity. Ooh, yeah, that's, I guess, a thing. I love positivity, but I love negativity too, because we're talking about getting realistic. One thing about the mass media spells and crazy rituals and astro world and all that stuff is we're totally capable of making our enemies into our allies when we're looking at that stuff. Not like we're going to go participate in some sort of big sacrifice ritual, but when we see all the encoding that goes on, instead of looking at the different occult symbolism that's coming our way through the mass media, if we're looking at it at all, maybe we just need to not look at it anymore. Instead, it can be useful as a teaching tool and an as above, so below sense to be like, okay, here's the archetypes that are coming through. How are they speaking to me? What does it mean? How am I participating in this version of the archetypes in my daily life or accepting this version of the archetypes? And instead of looking at it like, oh no, this is all evil, this is all bad. You can agree that definitely there's some distortion there. There's some anti-life in that sense, evil is present. But if you're not learning something about yourself by looking at it, just don't need to look at it anymore. But you can learn something about yourself from everything that comes your way. So instead of just paying attention to the sorcery spells, if we also apply intention to our attention, it can be transformative no matter what part of the fractal we're observing. But I think that we're past the point of needing the info anymore. We're done explaining stuff. Where we're at in Skyclock after the cardinal shift of 2020 is more like, it's time to watch how I do it rather than I say how I do it. But I wanna be a model of watch me in flow state, watch me in Wu Wei, learn Wu Wei from observing the actual process of it rather than talking in circles about the conceptuality around these types of lifestyles that we've been looking for, you know, wanting to achieve getting out of the fake matrix or the artificial realities for so long, but it's time to actually do it. The best way to teach somebody about conspiracy isn't to go beat them over the head with it, but it's to live your best life and be so vibrant and exciting to be in the presence of that the people around you just want to know, well, what do you think about this and that? And let them come to you. But that's why it's good to have platforms like you and I have got, because then people can come to us on their own free will, and we don't need to go try to find the ear to bend about, did you see this? And it means that. And Because I love to break into the synchromistic gravy all day. But to me, it's just another way of, instead of pouring through like an alchemical grimoire from the past, I'm just looking at how alchemy or the hero's journey or this process uh, is in everything at all times. <laughs> and the archetypes play through every single human behavior pattern in the realm at all times. And so when I, like, I'm no longer looking at even what appear to be hexes coming through mass media as perfectly, completely controlled and orchestrated by some evil super genius or AI or alien. And instead thinking, okay, this is life force energy. It flows with a certain pattern. Here I can see the pattern coming through this version of it. And what does it teach me about the pattern and how can I get more uh, adept at recognizing the patterns that life force energy flows in? Because it's all one thing. Everything is everything. And then no matter if it's dark side or light side that's coming at you, you've got a teacher right there and it can be fun. Pattern recognition is what mind is all about. And you get mind playing that game and you don't have to be in the self-critique game all the time. Not that you aren't real about yourself and where you're at, but give ask mine to like do pattern recognition on cool stuff instead of leaving it idle to just be like, okay, I've got nothing, I've got nothing going on in terms of a program that's self-directed. So I guess I'll just try to figure out why I, why body feels bad and come up with stories about that. And so if you're just focused on pattern recognition about why you feel good and also doing the certain behaviors that make you feel good, 
which is all about boundaries and and guarding your treasure chest <laughs> because he says treasure chest then yeah then mine becomes your best friend it's like a kid playing games all day and it enjoys it it enjoys what it's doing and we don't need to kill off monkey mind or slaughter our ego as a sacrifice to whatever <laughs> it's it's all part of the same universal life force energy dynamic flow and if we know that we can we can enjoy everything we're doing regardless of what side of the polarity it is and not have to play good guys bad guys in life anymore which is very helpful very helpful to stop playing good guys bad guys it's what you're being called to do and if we keep playing good guys bad guys we're going to keep getting the same cops and robbers reality yep that's exactly right yeah one uh one idea that i really um love and it's almost like you know you get into this uh sort of idea of like oh this is all orchestrated this that the other I, I don't think so i think it's like you say it's it's energetic right like it's it's a it's a movement it's like uh people are scared <laughs> to think that nobody's in charge <laughs> right how horrifying right that we are at, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I really think so. I really think the the essence of the thing is the life force itself. The force itself is feeding, and it's like a circular loop on the thing that's happening right in a group or on a collective consciousness. It's not just this like specific, you know, robotic, calculated AI move or something like that. It's no, it's momentum. It's simply momentum, right? And so we see that expressed that way. And of course, momentum works in a certain way, right? And it swings back and forth, you know, doing that kind of egregorical type of thing, you know, whatever the energy is that's sort of behind that, right? And then how people fuel that idea, either by uh, encouraging it or fighting against it. You know, I, I like I like the idea that we're talking a little bit about evil here, because I do believe that there is evil, but fighting against evil doesn't make you good. Um, maybe let's talk a little bit about that and, and, and getting away from this cops and robbers, bad guy, good guy sort of duality that a lot of us can easily fall into. I do it all the time still, right? Um, and, uh, and maybe some ways that we can, um, you know, just uh, be aware of that and some ways to kind of get out of that type of thinking. Sure. I'm not here to tell people that horrific stuff hasn't happened to them or to people they know or to people somewhere in the world at some time. But most of what we are fired up about in terms of evil is all coming to us through a screen. And we don't know that situation in ourselves with firsthand personal knowledge, generally. Not saying it isn't happening, but the real trick that the devil pulled was worldview poisoning or the bad guys that want to control you, the controllers, the masters, whatever, the they. Yeah. It's always been worldview poisoning because if you screw up your filters like that, then you create the evil all the time by believing so much that everything's evil and you get really worked up and focused on that instead of what you could do. The, the truth is right now, and it's always been the truth, there's limitless, endless opportunity for life to expand in this realm. Everything you ever were taught about how life could just be wiped off the planet in an instant and nuclear bombs and, and external threats and boogeymen and ho hoaxes like the cooties thing, all of that is, the only toxin in that is the worldview poison that you got and you accept it as part of how you see life and existence. So if we can drop those filters, get off the screens and out into the green, <laughs> that's where there's never, never ending limitless love and heart opening magic. Earth is an anagram for heart. The heart chakra is green. Most of the realm is green, but inside, the boxes and looking through the screens, that's where we get a whole bunch of weird artificial colors and, and uh, manipulative frequencies. I'm not saying we got to drop technology. Technology is part of the, the current age shift and will continue to be so. But what can you actually do in the real world that creates and enhances life force energy? Is that a movement practice you can do? Is it going on a walk and observing life in its natural state? Any of those things are going to be infinitely more helpful than sharing posts on Telegram about the what the evil reptilian overlords are up to. 
Right. I'm not saying that there isn't a place to talk about that stuff. I love to talk about reptilians. <laughs> I do. I have some I have some weird ideas about that. But it's not helpful to be purely focused on evil as this external boogeyman that's going to kill you. The whole worldview poisoning revolves around believing that somewhere, somehow, something can jump out of the shadows and end your run here and the game is over. But the uh, the truth is, no good game is designed that way. You run, like, you always will get the warning signal before you fall into the punji stick pit, right? There'll be some sort of something that you could have observed about it before. You, there's not really booby traps around every corner. Think about your life experience versus the belief in all the invisible external threats that are going to kill you. And you never really actually see those things in, in person. It's all conceptual. Hexes are conceptual, I guess, is where I want to leave it. All the hexes and all the sorcery works through conceptuality. You accept the concept and you get the con and you conceive it in your own world by seeing it in everything. And it's time to move past that and just accept that actually life is awesome. Life is synonymous with existence and eternity. And so no matter what you do or what you believe, it's not going to stop. You are, you never, you never began and you're never going to end. So that's the truth of it. Maybe you don't know when this particular vessel will no longer be the carrier of the spiritual energy that is you, but that doesn't mean that you ended and there's no reason to fear that. I think that's the way to be unconquerable is to not really care about when the vessel will expire and instead care about how to see the life force energy in everything, because that's how you feel yourself. Cause that's the thing that's one. Like if you strip away the identity, all the markers and all the story of identity between me and you or me and a cat so that I'm not chance and I'm not in this chair and all that's left is the sense of I exist. That feeling of I am is the thing that is one in all being. I am what I am. And it is what it is. God and goddess. So that is the place to anchor into. And then you can enjoy the infinite myriad of expressions and potential the I Ching, the infinite possibilities and the infinite expressions of life is called the joyous. It's the pink. And pink is a very high vibrational color. Pink is a super healing energy because love, like how often do you see pink hearts, right? Love is what recognizes and nurtures the infinite possibilities and the unbridled potential. And fear is what constricts things down to one possibility only. And that's the only way it can be or, or it'll suck or we'll die, or whatever it is. So if we look at our life and try to discern where we're forcing a viewpoint into a singularity, and it can only be that one way, then we're recognizing how we've accepted evil into our worldview and thus into our personal build of who we think we are and what we think life is. And instead, we can get into the singularity of all I amness is one. It doesn't mean that I'm literally you as in responsible for you, what you're doing and what you're thinking. But it does mean that on the deepest or most core level, energetically, that that part of us is one. And that's why we have psychic connections and synchronicity and things all fit together in this perfect web of unbelievable coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> like that every ancestor that ever came before you made exactly the decisions necessary for you to be here right now, hearing this in the moment that you're in, wherever you're at, that is unreal. That is the most miraculous thing to consider of all time, that all those possibilities expressed as you in this moment where you still have infinite choices ahead of you. And it's just the illusion that creates that constriction. That's the real illusion. Not the world itself, not physical matter, not your body. None of those things need to be illusion. Illusion is that your, your capacity to feel love is limited. And 
what I like to say too lately is the, this is the biggest one for personal development. I think right now, big lesson from Pluto is that the biggest or maybe even the only lie that ever existed, again, when you really get down to it, this might be the only lie that exists on the whole fractal, is that you aren't brave enough to be honest. That's the lie. The only lie is that you're not brave enough to be honest. Like noodle that one for a while and see how it applies to your life and your history and your future. And I think that that's a good place to go for courage is, and for any kind of expansion in a spiritual or occult sense is radical self-honesty in all things is also where you get, where you will learn to set boundaries, where you will find all the treasure that's hidden from you currently. Radical self-honesty. Absolutely, man. Yeah. One big lesson I think uh, that I've kind of started to understand and it's taken me a long time is that, you know, the connection, you know, between myself and source is one that I think like, and I think this is true for everyone, is one that I think many, many, many masterpieces can be created, but they don't all need to be shared. You know, like we each have a connection, I think, and the sort of ideas to foster that, right? That uniqueness, that gift, that uh, communi- that communion between ourselves and the source of all things. Because like you said, this body, whatever, yeah, sure it expires, but our existence, existence itself, it's not gonna stop. There's no end to this. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I used to like kind of think that way too. Like, oh God, I can't wait to ascend. Let's, you know, let's go to the <laughs> next thing. I want to escape this, but it's like, no, that's you miss complete. I was completely missing the point, right? There is no out. There's only like through, you know. That's a and, scary feeling too to think like you get the energy builds up and all of a sudden you're like, am I about to vibrate out of this entire plane of existence to another dimension and leave all my friends and family behind? Oh no, make it stop. And then we get afraid of of perceiving a wider bandwidth of reality because we forget that truth is where it is and it never doesn't exist like whatever is true no matter the vibrational frequency or whatever fancy word salad you want to give to your energy whatever you attain truth will always be there existence is all that exists it's simple <laughs> existence is all that exists um, but if if you really make that a mantra you'll be stronger for it yeah that's great man i love that yeah and that radical self-honesty i mean absolutely i'm so i'm so i'm so with that and i think that's what's great about the perspective right like not not ignoring um some of the sort of negative quote unquote uh, situations or things that we have to face but putting on those pink or rose colored glasses and you know moving forward amidst it doesn't matter like it it doesn't really make a difference what challenges or uh, difficulties lay ahead or any of that stuff. It's all basically irrelevant. So as far as like posting stuff on Telegram or whatever, you know, there's infinite rabbit holes, I think that kind of distract us from the, the, the most important one, right? Um, so I want to talk a little bit about how you got started doing what you're doing um, and some of the different, uh, I guess, methodologies you employ. Uh, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sounds good. Let's see, around 2013, I was a recent college graduate, pretty normie, still in the box in a lot of ways. I'd come through some radical health improvements and changes from making better boundaries and relationships in my life. So I was I was getting strong physically. Uh, I was in one of the best shapes of my life back then. Now I'm about in that shape again now, which is cool. And wouldn't you know it, back then I was experiencing radical shifts of awareness and channeling a higher self experience without occult research, without metaphysical studies yet. I just knew stuff and it would come through me. And I was, I was doing energy healing without any like Reiki attunements. I was picking up crystals and knowing what to do with them. And all this was at the time I didn't recognize it, but it was all just because my vessel as a body was, higher level of integrity, stronger. And I wasn't doing a lot of self-sabotage and I wasn't letting other people eat my light in relationships. So in that time period in my 
to my uh, earlier 20s, I kind of channeled the version of myself that I am now, which is interesting. But at a certain point, I realized I needed or not needed, but I wanted to figure out a way to share what was coming through me to look more people because I'd have conversations like we're having right now in a one-on-one -on -one sense. And I would always think, wouldn't it be cool if more people could have heard that and vibed on that. And I had had plenty of inspiration and life-changing juju from listening to good podcasts back then. That was like part of what helped me shift to a mentality that made me health focused. And I knew that I liked these type of chats and I wanted to make more of them and create a space where I would attract more of them to myself and regularly and not just in the kind of randomness of circumstance where you get into one with a friend. So I did that. I built the platform, uh, got so focused on the building and learning the technical skills and becoming a producer. There was other forms of art that I was learning at that time too, or, or teaching myself. But I kind of lost the self-work aspect and thus lost, lost some of my self-worth in it. But I look at it like I needed to get down into the dirt and build something from the ground up. And now that I'm, now that I have built myself back up and I relearned some of the health lessons I needed to learn and even gone further through purifying the vessel with cleanses and with regular energy hygiene and understanding the way prayer on a daily basis, if you want to call it prayer or setting your intentions and expressing, expressing gratitude to life can keep you on message and in flow state, all that stuff, learned it one piece at a time. And now instead of channeling this higher self experience, like I was in my earlier twenties for a time, now I'm riding the Lamborghini and I know where all the parts go. Like if something breaks, I don't have to call the mechanic for it. I put it together myself. So I know where that piece is. And not that I'm like perfect right now, but I'm definitely the best, best I've ever been and can express really fun, positive, good vibe stuff all the time. I feel like my life is in really in a nonstop flow state experience, which is what I always wanted. I started the show big time for the, for the message of talking to people who are doing their soul's work in the reality without compromise to model that so I could figure out how to do that for me because I was still working other jobs for the money and playing Monopoly and all that. And what's funny is I could never quite get someone to tell me how to do it. <laughs> like I, I was seeking that, talking to all the right people who were doing it, but no one could tell me how to do it. But now that I've made the shift myself, which ended up the last key to the puzzle was boundaries realizing that setting uh, radical self-loving boundaries with your time and your energy is actually safe and it won't cause you to fail. Like we think, ah, I need to do this stuff that I hate and that sucks. Otherwise I won't be able to succeed in life and I won't have the resources I need. That's backwards. Actually, we think we we're, we're walking around thinking I need to arrange all these deck chairs on the Titanic just right. And it won't sink. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the only thing that exists is energy and vibration on the fundamental level. I mean, that's what all of this is. So the only control you have over your life is your energy and your vibe. And if you manage that with proper boundary setting, I call like solar plexus, it's your treasure chest, it's your will. It's like you, you think self-sabotage is happening because your life, your external life, uh, it's hard and you need these crutches, but really the self sabotage is happening because you think life is hard or you think you need to give yourself away in situations. Uh, addiction is always an ad additional story, add addiction that you don't need. And when it comes to relationships that are not helpful to our energy, whether it's work relationships, friendship relationships, romantic relationships, we got to think about, well, why am I continuing to beat my head against this wall when inside I'm screaming for help is because you have a story that you're attached to that is really what you're pursuing, not the reality of what is. And everything that you love about a person, place or situation will come with you to a higher level of 
wholeness if you take the steps to go to that higher level. So the key is actually to get a key and to lock your treasure chest so it stays locked. And that treasure chest, your solar plexus energy, your inner light that you've thought that you needed to feed to other people uh, to help them grow, turns out all you needed was to just find a way to get more and more of your inner light in that treasure chest and keep it locked up tight, but it's got windows on it. It's not, it's a translucent treasure chest for transparent. So the more of your inner light that you contain through this solar plexus dynamic I'm talking about, the brighter your presence will be for everybody around you so they can see where they're at and who they are. And you didn't have to give them a single drop of your energy in a vampiric or consumptive consumption dynamic. So we've been taught that we got to self-sacrifice to heal the world and that all the messiahs and saviors let the crowd kill them and eat them. And that was what made them so good. That is a satanic paradigm. That's an satanic. What do I mean by that? Get better defined terms here because that'll get people thrown off. Satanic, Satan, word meaning adversary. Who is the Satan and adversary to? If we're leaving out the astrological concept of the shaitan or the Satan, we're going to leave that aside for now because I know that's where it really comes from. But Satan's adversarial to Jehovah. Jehovah is actually a noun in our current word usage, but before it was a noun, it was a verb and it meant the same thing as the Tao. So the Tao is the self-existing flow of life force energy, nameless, eternal, and self-generating. That's what the concept of Jehovah originally was before it got twisted up into a character that's like basically Zeus and the man in the clouds. So adversarial, satanic to the Tao or to Jehovah is anything that's adversarial to life or existence, which is cool because it means it's non-existent. That means that everything satanic in your life is conceptual, artificial, non-existent. And as soon as you grasp that and realize that all of these chains, like the devil card in the tarot, are sitting loosely around your neck, that you can take them off at any time because they were just a mental thing to begin with, that's really the keys to freedom and also the keys to your treasure chest, meaning that you never had to do anything that was adversarial to your life, to your happiness, to your flow state, to your feeling of fulfillment, fully filled. And instead, if you focus on fulfillment, that is what changes life around you. If you set the boundaries necessary to have the maximum level of pleasure, fun, and uh, life-affirming experiences for yourself, including the opportunity to slow down and relax, the external world reconfigures itself around your new boundary. And the vampires can either disappear or they turn into allies because you st <laughs> like it's like uh you know you feed the the geese and they keep coming back expecting you to feed them but if you just let them be and do their thing they'll figure it out and it'll be better for it it's kind of like that not that i'm calling the people in your life geese but i hope that all made sense the key to your treasure chest and your solar plexus your solar energy in the world is to lock that damn thing up and he, like you're, this is, we were talking before we came on the air about memory. Memory is all in the field. It's all energy. There's no filing cabinet in your brain of cells that you can go and point to and say, there's the cells that have the memory written on it of when I was five years old. That does not exist. I do now the energy healing work that I'm into is using the tools of tuning forks, a sound healing thing. And so when I'm working funning with people's aura, I have found that the holes from where you let the outer world puncture you in that sense of lead, leading a life of the outer world directing your inner world instead of your inner world directing the outer world how it should be. I say should be. It could be either way. It's up to you. You can live however you want. Sure. But if you let outer world direct inner world, you get punctured from the outside. It's like Metaphorically, it's like a snake eating the egg and the egg is your energy bubble. And the snake is this idea of the satanic or the inverse or the adversarial to your life. But you let it in. The mythology of vampires is that you got to let them in. 
but these holes in your energy field are punctures in the auric sheath and the, the membrane that is the, I won't say separator because separation is an illusion, but it's the container, it's your vessel. Those are, that's the memory hole, I call it. Because when we have this Swiss cheese aura and our inner light is leaking out or we're just giving it out, your inner light is your consciousness, is your awareness of who you are. And it's also your memory because those are all the same thing. Uh, and so the more you can self-contain your light, the more you'll remember about who you are, the more you'll remember about your childhood and thus your inner child will come back to life as well. And all parts of the fractal being that you are will just grow and expand and become more readily accessible to you the better you self-contain your light and quit giving it away, quit feeding it to others and realize that you're not responsible for anything at all other than your inner light and managing that with uh, the, the best awareness you can of when it's diminishing and when it's growing. There's a certain threshold where if you fall below a certain threshold of inner light, you'll forget everything I just told you. So this is where we can lift each other up and remind each other that actually, hey, get your head above water. There's a whole lot of air up here and you don't have to drown continually in the struggles of, of hard work and things that suck. Mm-hmm. And the effort will come. You will still put effort towards things, but it will be fun effort and you'll feel the rewards in the process rather than doing something that is self-harming in an ends justify the means way. We don't ever need to play ends justify the means because we never end. There is no end. So then you're just left with means, <laughs> mean, mean to yourself <laughs> in that process of ends justify means. <laughs> yeah, that's really good, man. No, I love it. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, health seems to be something that you're really uh, passionate about. Um, and maybe talking a little bit about you know, how important uh, that has been. Is that something that's been something that you've had an understanding of? Is it intuitive? Uh, is it something uh, that kind of came about through uh, someone else or reading or how did, how did you start that pursuit? It's been a big interest area for me for a long time, but it's always been a paradox too, because you'll see one guy can eat like Taco Bell and trash, total trash, and he seems to be doing great, and another person can't. I've come to realize that like what we take in, um, oftentimes what's best for us is just what's at a vibrational match for where we're at now. And that comes in the form of a gut biome, of our electrical field, all of that. So somebody that's been used to eating a certain type of way and then switches to healthier food or what appears to be healthier or more raw, more vegetable-based or fruit-based might not digest it very well at first. So there's certain steps in the health process that are in the improving your health process and improving your vessel and making more space for charge in your, your biological battery that are really helpful steps like cleansing or uh, inter- like cleansing on the organ level is huge because organs like chakras, they relate to chakras because these are filters for energy in your body and energy is consciousness. And if your filters are clogged up and muddy, then your worldview will also be constantly, you'll constantly be trying to see around that smudge on the lens. Even if you know that that's a smudge and that behind it is just clarity, it's helpful to know that. (laughs) But a lot of times we don't even know that we're looking through smudges and we think that's just what it is and everything's muddy and dirty and gross. So cleansing is a really good place to start. It's like filters in your house. If you haven't ever cleaned it, then whatever it caught is still there. But then the next step or a concurrent step is electricity. Looking at your body as an electrical system is a simple, ineffective thing. And I learned a lot about this through Eileen Day McCusick, who wrote the books Tuning the Human Biofield and Electric Body, Electric Health. She is amazing and just reading her books was what i needed to become a practitioner with tuning forks and sound healing she offers courses too and i would like to get in there and learn more specific techniques from her but as somebody that had an experience with energy healing 
upgrading my framework to thinking electrically and the biofield anatomy that she mapped out as a conceptual framework to be able to tell what you're dealing with when it comes to things you detect in the person's aura, it gives you uh, psychic abilities really to learn the biofield anatomy and work with tuning forks because now you've got some kind of a language that the energy can speak to your mind and your linguistic operating system through. So how that works is there's parts of your different parts of your chakra system. If the energy is off balance to the left or to the right, it comes out as a certain type of emotion and it'll be related to the paternal side or maternal side, depending on left or right. It'll be related to past or future, you know, different things that can be off balance that aren't present moment accessibility of your energy. So why I'm talking about electricity as a conceptual framework that's really useful is because there are some very simple methods to keep yourself in balance or in flow state that you can glean by thinking electrically. So there's grounding, of course, and that's not anything new. But when you realize that you are electrical and that walking around on rubber-soled shoes all day and living in EMF-irradiated buildings without doing anything to ground all that, there's going to be consequences there. But if you keep your electrical system strong and you stay in charge and your boundaries are healthy, you can walk through, you know, you can walk on hot coals or whatever, metaphorically, that you become safe in all kinds of environments that would be toxic for other people. There will be an eventual need to recharge and, and rest, and you're not going to be like, Superman every moment of every day, but you'll find that the stressors are less stressful the more electrically you're in integrity. So I also like to look at it through the four elements perspective. And if I ever feel flow state getting weaker or confusion or like lack of possibilities, then I'll reflect on where I'm at with elements. Do I need more earth in the sense of rest or grounding? Have I been drinking enough water? Uh, you know, am I cold? <laughs> Do I need my inner fire to be stoked? Am I breathing enough? And they're very simple, but those four elements and, and how they pertain to the body are a really, really useful four directions to think about whenever it comes to finding balance again, if you fall off. But if you lack that conceptual framework, then you can just be like, oh, I'm stressed. I feel bad. And I don't know why. I'm not even thinking about the why I'm just focused on that. I feel bad instead of looking at it as, well, this is an obstacle. It's a hurdle. I could run into this hurdle with my shins or I could try to run around the hurdle and now I'm off track. I'm no longer running the race I intended to run, or I can run straight at the hurdle and jump over it in the sense of knowing exactly what polarity to apply in what that hurdle is asking me to do. So every obstacle, every difficulty is a marker and a flag being waved of, hey, look at this. Hey, look at me. Every injury in the body, it started with an emotional set, uh, situation. Think about the next time you stub your toe, what was going on in your mind before you did? Or is your body covered in scratches? Do you get a lot of like little minor wounds? Like what level of wholeness is your skin at? That's actually a really, in my opinion, great marker of how, how in integrity your electrical system is. Even though you might not think those two things correspond, they totally do. If you're getting constant little nicks and scrapes and cuts, that is just a reflection in the dream, the derma. Derma means skin. It's an anagram for dream. The external world dream, the consensus dream time reality. You're getting clues through the derma that you've got holes in your energy field. And not to be like freaked out about that, but just notice if you get into a really heavy, strong flow state, or I should say light, not heavy, <laughs> but a really great flow state for long enough, those holes will heal up. You'll stop stubbing your toe. You, you know, the, the cat that you've got that used to scratch you accidentally all the time, that won't even be happening. Everything that happens that's an injury to your physio physiological integrity is a clue 
based on where it is, how it happened, what you're thinking at the time, all of it is a clue. And it's not, it happened to you, boo-hoo. It is you telling yourself where you're off balance so that you can steer the ship right again. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, the body is, I mean, the subconscious too, so. There just seems to be, yeah, so much correlation there, but I, yeah, I appreciate you um, talking about that a lot, man. You, you've got a, you got a lot of insight, a lot of wisdom. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing it. It's fucking amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're working on. What, what, uh, what, what are your current projects? What do you have uh, cooking uh, over there? I'm playing a lot of card games these days. <laughs> I want the world to join in on it. I'd like to do divinations. Uh, I Ching and tarot are my favorites, but I got some other Oracle decks. This is the world card I'm holding up. I don't know if we're audio only or video today, but the tarot is a great, a great entryway to learning astrology or astrology is a great entryway to learning tarot. I'm super into all the self-knowledge systems, learning about how life force energy works. So those are projects for me right now, but what I'm creating that people can tap into, of course, there's my main show, Interverse Podcast, and I have a newer show that I've been doing for a few months now that is on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. There's actually one tonight. Uh, Vibrant is what I call it, Vibe Rant. So just go to my website, interversepodcast.com to catch the archives of Vibrant or my occasional morning divination videos where I'll go 20 to 40 minutes drawing cards and tapping into the current flow of life force energy for the tribe. Those are super fun. I'm going to do one tomorrow on 11, 11. I was doing them every day. Then I realized that it's better for me to do them less often and bigger, but watch out for that stuff. Um, yeah. Biofield stuff is a, a big buzzword for me right now too. It's how I'm, it's how I'm accessing livelihood uh, largely. I have a great amount of support through Rockfin and Patreon from the podcast, but getting into the aura technician stuff with clients has been a massive blessing for me and what I observed for them too, because as a channel for life force, when I'm doing this type of process with people, it's just me becoming a mirror to their body so that they can so their body can see where the stagnant chi is, where the compartmentalization and blockage of emotions and thoughts are at, and then they just start the self-healing process automatically. And it's funny because I don't know them a lot of times going in, and at the end of the session, I'm like, well, this is what your mother was like when you were a teenager, and here's how your dad feels, and your grandma who's passed away was saying that she's sorry that she passed this dynamic onto the family and she wants you to heal it, and then they'll be like, you just told me the 40 years of my life story. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm listening to the sound and it's all do we're doing it remotely. So I know for a fact that creator, if you want to call, a, if you want to call the divine that, or, you know, the Tao, whatever it is, higher self is directing the whole process. And I just kind of watch it. Not unlike when I have these conversations, I'm practically like in the corner watching the guy talk. I don't know what I'm going to say. And anyway, there's the things I'm really into right now. The two shows and aura technician work with sound healing and divination in videos on live streams and with people if they want to get in one on one and ask certain questions to the universal oracle. I love to be the channel for that. So those are my main things. And on Telegram, the group there is really hopping. We have a lot of people on the interverse group chat. It's really, really cool. And it's probably better than most Telegram group chats out there because it's very authentic and very no holds barred, imaginative, creative, loving. Those people have been the best support I could have ever asked for. The ones that join Telegram and, and hang out with us in that group chat every day. Lurkers and commenters alike. So if you're out there and you're part of our group chat, thank you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the links to those things are on my website, interversepodcast.com. And watch out. If I think this might not come out today, but the newest Vibrant is with Michael Wan. That's who I'm talking to tonight. And Jenny Rivers, they're coming on together. 
and I'm wearing the Susquehanna Alchemy shirt right now. That's his channel. I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Wan. Great synchromystic sage, build your own system type guy. Love him. So it's a, you know, every day is an adventure in this field, this field of life force energy that we are playing in. And it's been super, super rad to connect with you, man. I love the stuff that got brought out in this conversation. It's always a surprise. You know, we don't plan it. We just see where it goes. It's better that way. <laughs> it just is, man. And yeah, no, thank you for taking the time to, to hang out and keep up the keep up the great work. I'll make sure all these links are really easy to, uh, for people in the show notes. Uh, put all links to all this stuff. I'll check out your Telegram group. I just jumped on your Discord server as well. So, you know, Discord's kind of not active for me right now. Mainly when I see people comment there, I just say, hey, will you come over to Telegram? Because I only want to play with one channel. It's kind of exhausting. Yeah, keeping everything, all the different groups. And stuff. I don't trust Dixord. No, I don't. Deplatforming people. I don't want to grow big there and then like the rug pulled out from under me. Yeah, it's hard to know who to where to where to where to sink your you know like uh but uh whatever <clears throat> you know it is what it is but yeah uh i'll pop into that telegram as well and make sure all those links are available for everybody check chance out on rockfin as well um those readings are awesome i really enjoyed uh the ones of those that i've seen and uh yeah man i'll have to check out uh your show tonight and uh yeah let's be in touch holler at me if i can help you with anything Right on. Yeah. Call, hit him up, hit me up on telegram. You can call into the vibrant. Even we do take get uh, callers and meme shares. And I make that show about the community as much as I can. And anyone that wants to be on stage with us, I like to give the opportunity. And if it gets too big for the, for everyone to participate, we'll just do it twice a week so that there's even more room. There you I'm go. all about it. I love it, dude. Opening that space. Well, dude, thank you so very, very much and have a great, rest of your day. Thanks, man. Much love, everybody. Thanks, everybody.